Amen. Keeping my mind above. Above thinking. All right? Above thinking. Um, this is important as we move forward into the, the mindset of speaking life and as we get our shirts and as we continue to um, connect with others that we continue to build and speak life into them because life and death is in the power of the what? And we want to continue to speak life into our community and to our people around us. Um, what's what's going to happen as we continue to come together in prayer as groups? Um, and once again, if, there's, uh, if your name is not on a group, please sign your name next to the empty sheet so we can transfer your name to a group, all right? Um, so make sure you check mark. If you're on a group, make sure you check mark it um, so we know what group you're in. And then um, what's going to happen is, what's going to move forward is that with the connect groups, um, we're going to establish at least a place uh, of connection, all right? It's going to be three times out of a month where people have an opportunity to connect outside of church, okay? Whether it's at a place, um, um, you know, a breakfast place, wherever it may be, but we're gonna have um, either cards or something to say, hey, if you're free this day, this is where, um, where we connect at here, or this is where we connect at there. And so uh, by the end of this month, when Back to Church Sunday starts, we wanna have that ready, those places established where our groups are going to be at every month. Um, to where we can connect with other people that may not come to church, but they listen, they'll come to a restaurant, they'll come and sit down somewhere. And that's our opportunity to put, to speak life into them and to build them and find out what's going on with their life. Maybe be a resource to them, amen? And if God bring them and God save them, the first thing is that God save them. Amen. It's not about feeling the pew, but we want God to save them and God is gonna do the increase here. I, amen? but that God will save their life and that they may be whole with him and one with him. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So, above thinking. In the world today, it's difficult to see another way. It's difficult to see because there is so much, and I'm going to use the word mess a lot today, so don't be offended. Alright? Mess. There's a whole lot of mess going on. Amen? And it is, uh, 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 and because of this, it's hard to see another way because there's so much mess in the way. Amen. Uh, there's so much in the way, and, uh, and and our view is distorted by life trials. Everyone say life trials, troubles, past mistakes, difficult situations where you feel stuck. Have you ever felt stuck before? Man, and we choose earthly ways. What happens is, is that people in the world today, because there is so much mess and they can't see another way, they begin to choose earthly ways. They begin to choose other ways to find a solution and they find a, a, to find a way out of the mess they're, they're in, all right? But listen, mess and mess don't mix. Can't get out with mess. Because you got in with mess. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 2. It says, set your minds on the things where? Not on what? Not on earthly things. And it says, 
in verse 5, it's telling us, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. I mean, remember that sinful nature we were talking about last Sunday? And uh, once again, I want everybody to know, podcast is ready to go. All right? Everything is up to date. Um, so if you have missed the message, jump on the podcast, Great Grace Temple Church, and, um, and, and get it in and, and catch up. Because... Um, Last Sunday, we talked about that sinful nature, and it's telling us to keep our mind on the things above. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. All right? Because of these uh, 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 things, and a lot of this is not talked about anymore. A lot of this stuff about sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desires, and greed, which is idolatry. All of these things, and envy, and, and jealousy, all of these things are not talked about as much in the church because um, a lot of people don't want to be offended. We don't want to offend anybody. But this is the word of God. This is the word of God. I'm not taking this out of Jerry's book. This is out of the Bible. He's saying that these things we need to put to death. Now, do we make mistakes? Are we on a roll when we get saved and we're, and we're moving in that direction? Yes. So, yes, along the way, we might be moving and, and working. But listen, God says put it to put it to death. All right? And so we have to allow God to work in our life so we can put these things to death. We need to have a mind above these things to say, I don't want these things anymore in my life. Amen? We have to have a mindset. I, listen, I may be struggling with it, but I don't want it no more. Amen? I don't want it no more. I don't want it no more. And I, it's going to take the power of Jesus Christ to get these things out of my life. Amen? And so, uh, our, uh, when people don't know their purpose, they can't think above. Our young people are doing and um, they're doing dumb stuff. They're doing a lot of mess. And even the adults, we're doing a lot of mess, dumb stuff because our minds are not thinking above. All right. Our minds are only focused on the earthly things down here. And we use evil desires. We use lust and purity as a, a relief to get through the mess. But it just keeps us tangled up in the mess. Amen. Um, see, so the, the, the issue is, is what's happening is that. <sighs> all right. We know that babies. Make a mess sometimes, amen? When they come, they, they make a mess and they don't know any better, all right? Back in 1950, all right, I'm gonna give you some diaperology right now. Back in 1950, um, potty training happened within 18 months. In 18 months, a child was potty trained. But now it has extended in 2001. It started where it takes almost 35 months for a girl and 39 months from a boy because we know how boys are. <laughs> I don't know. They just take a little longer. I don't know. Amen. Uh, but the time has extended. And the reason why, the reasoning is the diapers that have been made and created, they, they take away the sensitivity of the mess that the babies are in. 
It's a thousand, it's a it's a billion, it's a million dollar industry. They make the diapers so protected to where the babies don't even realize that they have a made a mess on themselves and they keep running around, diaper flinging, huh, drooping, hey! You know, there's no, there's no sensitive, the sensitivity is not there anymore. They're just like, hey, we like, come here, come here now. I have to change you now, amen? Um, and so the sensitivity is not there anymore, so they don't really know that they're even in the mess because they have lost some sensitivity. And I want to let you know today is that the enemy wants to get us so bogged down in our mess where we lose the sensitivity that we still in this stuff. And, and when we need someone to say, hey, come here, it's time to come out because you cannot stay in this mess too long and you're gonna have rashes and, and everything is gonna exceed, it's gonna mess you up down the line. Let me get you out because the sensitivity is not there anymore so people stay. People stay in their mess. The enemy wants to make sure people stay in their mess. My prayer is that as we evangelize, and evangelize is not just going door to door. Can you, can you please accept Jesus? Evangelism is producing that fruit, allowing God to work in your life. If you're at the gas station, if you're at Walmart, if you're wherever you are, wherever you are, that you, that when God touch your heart or how you speak to people or how you let them go before you in the line or maybe God put on your heart to pay for the groceries, that's evangelism because you're showing who God is through your life. And people feel that and they connect with that. And, and when you invite people in and connect with people and, and you listen, I, I'm going to pray for you. And you don't just say, I'm going to pray for you, but you actually have something to keep track of your prayers. Like I said, I, I have an app now because I kept losing my prayer book. Anyone lost their prayer book? Don't raise your hand. You don't have to. But we have lost I, I love it. So I said, listen, I have this on me all the time. Let me get an app. And pay for it and make sure that when someone say I'm praying, I'm going to put it in my phone. I want them to say, listen, I'm praying for you. This is serious to me. I want people to know it is serious to me of what you are going through. And I'm asking God to come in and deliver and set free. When we are, when we are, my prayer is that when we are out and evangelizing, that we walk, we speak in love, that we help other people as people of God that has been uh, keeping our minds because we have been keeping our minds on the things above. And when we keep our minds on the things above, we produce good fruit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We produce who Jesus is. We produce his ways. Mm, Jesus. But what has happened is that sin and our worldly desires has our minds stuck on the earthly Back in Colossians, let's go to Colossians 3. Are you there already? Colossians 3, um, let's go to 7, verse 7. Yeah, there it is. Um, it says, you used to walk in these ways. Meaning now, now the Bible, now Colossians is getting on the safe folks, okay? Now that you're saved and accepted Christ, you know sexual immorality, impurity, and all this lustly and evil desires that you're running from the stuff, you're staying away from it, I don't want to be a part of it. But now that you're saved, God is saying, no matter how much Holy Ghost you have and speaking tongues you do, you have to keep in the mindset that you 
need to keep yourself away from the sinful nature. And it reads in Colossians chapter uh, 3 verse 7, it says, uh, uh, it reads, you used to walk in these ways. He's talking about the impurity, the evil desires, the greed, the adultery. In the life you once lived, everyone say once lived. I ain't going back, so I ain't going back. <laughs> but now you must also rid yourselves. Now he's saying, listen, now that you left that world, now you still have to rid yourself. Oh, man. He said, you still got to rid yourself. Why? Because that sinful nature is still there. And he's saying, you got to rid yourself of all such things as these. Anger, rage. I get so mad all the time. Malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Stop cussing. Watch it. He said you gotta rid yourself of this, huh? You gotta rid yourself of this because you're gonna keep getting yourself tangled up. That is not who you are anymore. So the Bible says even once you get saved, watch yourself and get rid of that anger, that rage, that malice, that slander, that filthy language, all right? And it says do not lie to each other. Everyone say stop lying. Since you have taken off your old self with its practices, your goal is to stop practicing sin, all right? Your goal because your mind is on things above. Oh, y'all getting it today. Amen. Because your mind is on things above. And, and, and so it reminds us to remember who we are in Christ Jesus. Colossians is reminding us, even being saved and filled and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, there's still some stuff you got to get rid of. There's still some mess you got to get out. Amen. And don't get to a place where you're not sensitive. Oh, my goodness. Well, the enemy has dulled your mind because you're a churchgoer, because you know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. He can dull your mind to the point to think that you're so saved and sanctified and filled that there is no mess in your life. Jesus, help us. Let us not become slaves to a destructive mindset. When we should rule our thoughts. When we should rule over the thought process by thinking on things. Yeah. What happens is the world, when we talk to people, when we minister and evangelize to people, if you ever talk with anyone, you'll find out there's a lot going on in there. And a lot of sickness you'll find out it's happening because there is no spiritual connection to the Almighty God. I, I'm going to let you know something. When Jesus uh, healed the man that was laying and, laying and he was laying on the cot and he could not walk, he didn't say, you're healed. He said, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. He healed him by healing the spiritual things that was destructive in his life. He needed a spiritual connection for physical healing. My God, he had to have his mind on the things above Jesus. He had to have his mind on the things above. It was not just a physical illness. He was, he was there with a spiritual weakness. And God says, listen, your sins have been forgiven. Now you 
get up and walk. I'm telling you today, as we go out and evangelize and talk to people, they are not healed, they cannot be delivered because there's a spiritual disconnect. And we have to show them through our life there's another way. Jesus, I feel your spirit right now. There is another way. There is another way. There is another way. But what's going on, what's happening is, in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, oh man, this is, this is awesome right here. What's happening is, Solomon saw something. He said, there's an evil I have seen under the sun. The sort of error that arises from a ruler. I want you to know and understand is that God has given mankind and humankind dominion over this earth. He's giving you dominion over depression, over fear, over, over strife, over uh, uh, um, the stress in your mind. He's giving you dominion over the physical illness of your body. He's giving you power. Say, I have power. You are a ruler. I want you to know and understand that in Christ Jesus, you are powerful and you are a ruler in this place. And wherever you walk and go, that you have power to destroy the attacks of the enemy. Do you not know that God has created you above the angels? Oh my God. There is a, Solomon saw this. He said there is an evil where the rulers have Fools are put in many high positions. While the rich occupy the low ones. Oh my God. He's seeing the saints of God, the people of God are walking and they're, uh, um, they have put other things in high position. We have been saying we're saved and we're sanctified and filled, but we're dealing with depression and we're dealing with anger and malice and slander and we're staying stuck in these things and we put those things in high position. We have put depression and worry and fear and I can't do it. I can't make it in these high positions. And Solomon's saying, do you not know you are rich? Why are you in this low position? Why are you in this state when your mind needs to be on things where? Jesus, help me today. It says, fools are put in many high positions which the rich occupy the low ones. I have seen slaves. I, he said, I've seen depression on horseback. I'm seeing stress on horseback. I'm seeing worry and, and drug abuse and alcoholism on horseback. And listen, they are the slaves and the people that know who they are in Christ Jesus, people who may not know and understand who they are, they are down below and they're walking like slaves. And alcoholism and drugs and fear and depression and our, our children are losing their mind out there and they have allowed themselves walking instead of as a prince. They're walking as slaves following the world. Because they have lost the mindset to keep their mind on the things above. And because they're not keeping their mind on the things above, they have settled to get off the horse and follow the world. God, help us, Jesus. Help us share the word of God. 
in a place where we're sharing the word of God with our young people, with our children in our home, with the people that we're around, to let them know that they don't have to be a slave to these things in this world, that they don't have to be a slave under these things, and that they are rich, that they are powerful, that they are strong, that they are mighty. In order to keep your mind on the things above is to seek Christ with all your heart and might and allow Christ to live in our life because he will rebuild us he will restore us to our rightly position that we have dominion over the things that are trying to rule our life oh God the thoughts of suicide the thoughts of cutting yourself Jesus how many people are stuck in a position where they have occupied the low Jesus. Someone needs to be reminded and we need to remind others and ourselves who we are and keep our mind on Jesus and the things above. Acts tells us in uh, Acts chapter 15, it tells us that the Christ above wants to live in us. And he wants to live in us so we can stay connected with the things above. The only way that we are going to stay connected with the things above is have the man in our life that is above. The only way we're going to connect with things above is to make sure that Jesus Christ is moving and working in our life so our mind can connect to the things above. And when our mind connects to the things above, we can produce the good fruit that God has asked us to. But see, Jews had a problem with this. See, in Acts chapter 15, verse 14, it says, Peter, Simon Peter, has described to us how God first um, intervened to choose a people for his name for the Gentiles. I want you to know that we are Gentiles because we are not Jews, all right? So he's talking about us, all right? And he says, God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The words of the prophets, he's saying the words of all the prophets in the Old Testament were talking about this future for the Gentiles, this future for Christ coming and rebuilding and setting up his place, okay? Now, the words of the prophets are in agreement with this. As it is written, he says, after this, I will return. Let's go to the next slide. He says, after this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Okay? What we need to see and understand today is that the Israel had um, the, the Ark of the Covenant. Alright? And this Ark of the Co Covenant was God in position. It was God himself. If you touch the Ark, you will die. All right. If you touch the ark, you're dead. All right. They had to have long poles to carry this ark. And guess what? When when the uh, when other enemies saw them carrying this ark, they said, "Oh no, we done." Because the ark has a history that wherever the ark goes, there is victory. Wherever the ark comes, there will produce crops. It will produce uh, hope. It will produce more and more and more. Wherever the ark is, you will find hope, you will find restore, you will find everything you need and power and victory over the enemy when that ark is in present. Are you with me so far? That tent was the dwelling place of this ark, okay? The tent was the dwelling place of this ark. And so uh, uh, the, what happened is its ruins I will rebuild. What happened was Israel kept sinning. They kept making mistake after mistake. And the reason why it was, they could not follow the, uh, the law 
how God asked them to. They couldn't follow it because why? They didn't have the power to. This is the reason why Jesus had to come in our life. And so what they did was they were complaining. They said, how are these Gentiles going to follow the Mosaic law? They can't. It's impossible. And the, and the, the truth is, y'all can't even follow it. Y'all not even strong enough to follow it. We had to have a Savior, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, to wrap all of this stuff up. And he says, through me, you shall be saved and delivered and set free. But because of your sin, the tent was destroyed. The dwelling place was destroyed. And God is saying, I will restore it. I want you to know today is that God is rebuilding and restoring his dwelling place in you. He's restoring and rebuilding the dwelling place in us. And what he's saying today is that God's father tent in his ruins, I will rebuild, I will restore. He's saying, I am putting the ark, I am putting who I am in your life. So listen, wherever you go, you shall prosper. Wherever you stand, you shall prosper. No matter what you're facing in life, no matter what you're going through in life, if you keep seeking me, the Bible says that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord through your life. The rest of mankind may seek the Lord because they see something greater in you than he that is in the all oh, Jesus. They see something greater in you than he that is in the world. They see something greater in you than depression. They see something greater in you than stress and worry and fear. Something is greater inside of you. And mankind is looking and they're seeking and they find the Lord through your life. And it says even all the Gentiles who bear my name, who's bearing his name today? Says the Lord who does these things, who does these things. God says, if you seek my face, if you seek me and seek my face, I will restore you. I will rebuild you. I will give you victory no matter what situation you're going through. Because I am the God. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I live in you. When the enemy sees you walking, he trembles like the enemy used to tremble in the Old Testament when they saw the ark. When they see you, when the enemy sees you coming out of the door, out of the house in the morning, he should be trembling. He should be afraid because he sees someone who is seeking after God's own heart. He sees someone with the power of God dwelling inside of him. He should be afraid as soon as you step your foot out of the bed. He should be shaking and trembling. Why? Because he knows what's getting ready to happen. He knows you're getting ready to get on your knees and pray for the sick. Pray for the ones who are hurting. Pray for the ones who've been abused. Pray for the ones who cannot make it. He knows that you're looking and you're seeking and you're searching for those who don't know God. He's afraid that you'll find them. He's afraid that you'll lend out a helping hand. He's afraid that you might say something great in their life. He's, he's afraid that you might make a stand and evangelize and pull and tug and seek for those who don't know Jesus. He's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid and he's shaking. I want you to understand is that everything that's why you have to keep seeking the Lord. You have to keep seeking his face because guess what? Pressure is coming. Pressure may come in your life. And it's, it's important that we keep our mind on the things above because when pressure happens, what is going to come out of you? People need to see what is going to come out of you, that the things above is coming out of you. If I take this bottle of water, and I'm ending with this, 
If I take this bottle of water, and I, I, and I saw this, if I take this bottle of water and I begin to give it pressure, what's going to come out? When pressure is in your life, when pressure is coming against you, don't you fear. Don't you worry. What have you been putting in you? Where is your mind at? Is your mind on the things above? Let the enemy, whatever pressure he puts on my life, guess what's going to come out of me? The living water is going to flow out of my body. Somebody's going to get saved through the pressure you put against me. Somebody's going to get delivered and hear the testimony of what God has brought me through. Somebody's going to hear of how great God is because the pressure you have put against me. I keep my mind on the things above because I know that's where my victory lies. In the name of Jesus. 